Welcome to the Harvest Center. Harvest Center. The 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 Harvest Center. Welcome to the Harvest Center. We're glad you're here today. Good morning. Just checking you can hear me. Are the folks from the cafe coming in? I know the coffee's good. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Yeah? Actually, sounds like you are. It's great. Right. Shall we stand before our God? Shall we lift up our hands, steady our hearts before him? And just get ready to give him all our praise. Father, we just thank you this morning. That when we come, you are ready to hear from us. And you are ready to draw near when we draw near to you. So, Father, today, help us to not forget that you are everything that we need. You are our all in all. And to give you everything that you deserve. So, Father, accept our praise this morning. Be glorified in it. In Jesus' name. You might know that a few of us are going to Uganda. Ken's excited. Are you excited, Jason? I didn't hear any whoop whoops from Jason. Um, but yeah, we've said, here's my life. For this season, you're sending us to Uganda. So we want to pray for Jason because... He's going before us. He's preparing the way for me, making sure my bed's comfy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where's my wife? Notices. Where's my wife? Yeah. Not many people say that. Where's my wife? Yeah, I will do. Hello, hello. Right. Didn't bring my glasses, so we'll just wing it. Okay, I'm... Oh, there. They are here. <laughs> I've seen Jeff. Is Joanna here? Good, good. All right. So today we do have youth. Woo-woo for the youth. So um, when the children are dismissed, the youth can also go. Right. Tonight, part two of Godly Parenting. So we did part one last week. And uh, so that's tonight at 6.30 in the cafe. So come along. Get godly wisdom. Steve and I are doing it tonight. So that's debatable. But come along. <laughs> come along. Throw things out as supporters. But yeah. So that will be tonight. Um, life groups began last week. So week two this week. So if you still haven't signed up, it's not too late. You haven't missed too much. So some on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Actually, Tuesday group, our group, come on, people. Because actually, we sat there with Giuseppe and Tina and ate all the biscuits together, didn't we? Where was everybody else? So do come out if you're the Tuesday group who are doing the next step, first steps course. Because, um, yeah, we want to see you. Right, so... Um, Right, advance warning, in July, we are going to have Sunday the 9th of July, we've got a baptism, I don't think we've got a slide for that. So don't forget, if you haven't done that yet, made that commitment, 
to um, be baptized, see Samueli or Ken or Steve, one of a, or Giuseppe, and we'll get that sorted out. And also, we are going to have a members meeting doo -doo -doo, um, just to do the end of year finances, so the accountants sorted them out. So that will probably be early July, because I'm kind of thinking if we do it in June, Ken, Steve, Jason won't be here, so we're going to wait until everybody's back. So I'm guessing first week of July, probably we'll have a quick meeting after church on a Sunday. We present the accounts, etc., etc. So if you need to know anything, if you've got any questions, start kind of coming to me before that so we can see what we need to tell you. Uh, but yeah, that will probably be the first weekend of July, I think. And really, we've kind of, I think we're, we're at the point where we really, if you were going to give to the medical mission, we want that money to be gone because obviously they need it to buy the supplies. So really, today is the last Sunday. I mean, you know me, I'll always take money. So um, if you do want to give into the medical mission, please put it in the offering or see me at the back and you can give on the card. And yeah, we'll do tithes and offerings. And I think that's it. And then kids are dismissed. We've forgotten to, to pray over this. You know, weeks and weeks, we need to pray over the offering. That, because it's not our money, it's God's money. And we need to pray for the leadership that they use it wisely. That it goes to the right places. So we're going to pray together. You need to believe, as much as the leadership need to believe, that this money is going to glorify God in his kingdom. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your provision. We thank you that everything is yours and you allow us to keep so much. But the little that we give, Lord, you can multiply and do so much with. So today, Lord, be glorified in this, Lord. Be glorified that everything it achieves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Got a guest speaker today. Yep. No, we haven't. Ken speaking today, so let's welcome him, shall we? Ah, well, that'll, te that'll teach you. All right, thank you for your prayers. Do you know the person next to you? Please greet them. There's nothing worse than coming to church and nobody says hello to you. I think that, you know... All right, I'm just going to say a couple of things and then we'll preach. But uh, I want to thank you for your generous giving for Uganda. Jason, how much underwear have we taken? <laughs> we, have take, we are taking crate loads of underwear to Uganda. Can you imagine J Jason getting stopped by the customs? With a suitcase full of knickers. It's going to be great. I, I wish I was... I, I'd sort of W in. That big bloke, him. Stop him. But I want to thank you for your generous giving. Giving, you know it'll go a long way. Um, that's the first one. And the second one is this. That in Uganda, when they get excited... Come on, I'm preaching. I've got time. Sam ain't here to stop me. We were in one church, and they got excited. Ooh. Chairs up in the air, dancing round. Mud floor, sandstorm. It's kind of like you couldn't see, all you could see was these chairs. So if you get excited, you can shout, you know, I'm, I'm good. 
He won't embarrass me or anything else. I want to tell you one more story. We had a lady once. I'm preaching. Just enjoying it, you know. And this woman takes off running around the room, screaming, ah! you know. I'm standing thinking, how rude. In the middle of my preaching, how rude. So eventually she starts. I said, what's happened? And she said, God said to me, if I run, he'd heal my ha- asthma. Well, has he? Well, yeah. So today, if the Lord sends you off running, shouting, rolling, doing whatever, you just go with it. Let God be God and every man a liar. All right, let's pray, shall we? Loving Father, Heavenly God, what a joy to be in the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said to me, Come, let us go into the house of the Lord. And now my feet are standing in your courts. We are here. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy. You said, with two or three gather, you are here by your spirit. And you said you would send your spirit. And he would be our comforter and our guide. He would be our teacher. He would lead us into all truth. He would take those things which are yours. He would reveal them to us. So we are expecting today to hear something from the throne of God. For you said the entrance of your word brings light. You said you send a word and heal us and deliver us from our destruction. So today we are expecting to hear from heaven. We are expecting to be healed. We are expecting to be delivered. We are expecting the light to go on and we give you the praise and we give you the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So when we go to Uganda, they tend to keep us busy. So I think uh, we're there for eight days and I will be probably preaching 10, 12 times, something like that. Probably 10 times. So it's kind of... And Bishop Valley will go with me. So one of the conferences we're going to do, <clears throat> we said to the guy, what do you want us to do as a title? And he said, surviving in a crisis. And I thought, how apt for us. So I'm not doing this because I'm lazy. I'm doing this because I think it's apt word. We have all gone through a crisis. We've had this COVID business. We've had this economical business, the fin- you know, the financial situation we're in. We've had various crises without personal crisis. We all have personal crises. So could we, as a summary, sort of say like this, we are either come through, are in, or are about to enter. Either way, we need to know how to survive a reasonable kind of introduction. So I think it's a word for all of us. You need to define, ready? Glasses on. Define what a crisis is. A crisis is a time of danger or great difficulty. I don't know about you, you know. Your water bills go, uh, your gas bills go, uh, your electric bill goes, uh, your pet council tax goes, uh, we all are in some form of difficulty and we need to know how to survive through that. Sometimes our crises are self-inflicted. 
I didn't get many amens to that. Sometimes our crisis are self-inflicted. We brought it on ourselves. Wrong decisions, wrong company, wrong actions. Sometimes they come upon us. But either way, as we are in or as we are going through, we need to know how to survive. Jesus put it like this, John 16 and 33. Oh, okay, they're good, aren't they? In the world you will have thalipsis. No, you'll have thalipsis. T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S, thalipsis. Wonderful word. Ready? It means, you, you'll be in one of these, probably, pressure, oppression, means that be under the heel, stress, anguish, adversity, affliction, crushing, squashing, squeezing, Distress. The, for an easy working definition, the squashing of a grape or the pressing of an olive. Philipsis. In this world, you might be crushed like a grape or pressed like an olive. Look at the person next to you and think, I wonder which one they are. But anyway, this morning, as I was coming in, no, this is not. This will be a sermon for someone else who wants to preach another time. When grapes are pressed, they produce wine, which brings joy to the person. When olives are pressed, they bring olive oil that brings healing to people. Now, somebody could preach that. It's kind of a good message if you work. Anyway, Philipsis. We all will be squeezed, crushed, anxiety. Anguish, perplexity. I don't know if I agree. Well, good. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And again, if you really want that, it literally means to break into pieces. Many are the afflictions to grind to dust. Look at me. It gets better, don't worry. Because you're all there. No matter how you dress it up. Yeah, Sunday face. Yes, pastor. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is, all of us have something going on in our life which we wish wasn't going on in our life. How do I survive it? Well, the world says we just dump it. That is not the answer. God has got something he wants to produce in your life as you come out the other side. When I walk through the valley of the shadow, it doesn't say we set up a house there and live there. It says when I walk through. We're going through. And firstly, we need to recognize this, and I think people forget this. We have an enemy. And it's not the person next to you. And it's not the government. And it's not the husband, the wife, the whoever you want to blame, this form of government or that form of government or whatever. We have an enemy. Very quickly, those of you who like some scripture, Revelations 12, 9. <clears throat> and it tells you it is. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. Who does what? 
deceives. Always remember that. The devil is a deceiver. In John 8, 44, he is a liar and the father of lies. There is no truth in him. Has God really said? Yes, 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 God has said. Because he will try to move you away from what God has said until all you've got left is you. And then you wonder why you are struggling. He is a liar and the father of lies. Listen, that John 8, uh, Revelations 1. Go back there again, would you please? The great deceiver, what's verse 10 say? He is the accuser of the brethren. The devil's such a liar, he'll move you away and then he'll condemn you because he's moved you away. None of you ever done it. You've been tempted to sin. You may even have sinned. So that was the devil. Guess who's there telling you now you're a sinner? He dangles the carrot and when you eat, he calls you a pig. Metaphorically speaking. <clears throat> he is a liar, a murderer. John 10 and 10. He is a thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. 1 Peter. God, they are good, aren't they? Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. The word adversary literally means one who stands opposed to you. God is for you. The devil is against you. God wants to do you good. The devil wants you to do you harm. God wants you to succeed. The devil wants you to fail. There is one who stands adverse to you. That's why some of you, Philipsis, experience adversity. Well, well, well. Because there's one who is opposed to you. I think I've got one more, haven't I? That'll do. Your adversary... Proverbs 17 and 17. This is just a little side thought. It's worth putting in your notes. A brother loves that all times. There's always one to put me right. A friend loves it all times, but a... But a... Is advert born for? Listen, when you're going through, another thing the devil wants to do is get you on your own. First thing that people do when they're going through, they leave church. The very place they should be is in the house of God. That's the whole idea of the house of God, that when one part suffers, all suffer, and when one part is exalted, all rejoice. And yet the devil is such a liar, he will march. Oh, they don't understand. They don't like you. They're judgmental. And before you know where you are, you're in La La Land, and it ain't a film. I've got one more for you, and this is why you should read your Bible. This is an incidental, by the way. Proverbs. I ain't got to the preaching yet. 24 and 10. Talking about an adversary. If you faint, if you grow weak, if you kind of... In the day of adversity, we would all have the day of adversity, then your strength 
is little, small, whatever. Why do I read my Bible? Why do I pray? Why do I fellowship with God's people? Why? Because it builds me up. And why do I need building up? Because I will have a day of adversity and I need to be strong. And we might get to that as we go along. So, that's introduction. We're almost there. One more. Um, 1 Samuel, chapter 30. Turn there, please, if you will. I can have a guzzle while you do that. 1 chapter, on Samuel. Yeah, I better have a look, make sure I've got it right. Yeah, 30 and verse 6. So, background to the story. David's been off raiding, him and the guys. And their town was called Ziklag. And in Ziklag, there was their wives and their families and all their possessions. So while they're away, some people come and steal his wives, his children, and all the possessions. He comes back. Obviously, he's really upset losing his wife and kids and possessions, as are the men with him. And the men are so ticked off, they talk about stoning David. Listen, don't blame people. Bad things happen. It's, oh, it's pastor's fault. It's sister what's its fault. It's brother what's its fault. It's this sort of government. It's that sort of... It's easy to blame people. So the guys start picking up rocks. Da, 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 da. Rocky. Everybody must get stoned. Anyway, so they start picking up these rocks. They're going to throw them. How you doing, mate? Let's have a look. Now I've got time for that. Summer. Hey, the fireman. Fireman Fred, isn't it? You can watch that if you don't like listening to me preach. It's a lot better. So, what's it say? They pick up the stones. Verse 6. Keep going. Ah, that bit. But David, David did what? Strengthened himself in the Lord. Those of you who like the King James Version, David encouraged himself. David encouraged himself. In the middle of a crisis, David knew what to do. He didn't throw up his hands in despair. He didn't run away in discouragement. He didn't give up. But he strengthened himself in the Lord. And I think I like the King James Version where it says, he encouraged himself. Why? Because those Hebrew lessons, you ain't had one of them today, have you? Chaz, oh, look at that. C-H-A-Z-A-Q. And it literally means to seize hold of. Hold on to. In the middle of his crisis, David did something that you and I need to do. He got hold of God. And he would not let go of God. Everything around him said no. Probably everything within him 
said no, but there was one thing that he could hold on to that would not change, that would not fail, that would not let him down, that he could trust to get him through, that he could trust to bring him out. Remember in John 7, uh, 1 Samuel 17, where he says, the God who has delivered me from the lion and the bear is able to deliver me from this giant. He got hold of that same God again who said, you've done it before, you will do it again. All right? So this introduction over. Can I preach? <clears throat> so, for Uganda, um, we will preach about, I know, in this conference, at least three messages, but possibly six. And it will be, how do you survive in a crisis? Remember, resist, rejoice. Yeah? Remember, resist, rejoice. And I'm going to go do one of them to you today. And I'm going to talk to you about remembering. Because listen, the future has not come. That's where your faith is. It's in the now, but it's looking forward. Your present is the crisis. That was good. So what have you got to hold on to? Your past. David, in the middle of this crisis, remembered the God who had delivered him from the lion and the bear. See, if you're a young convert, you've still got some. You were dead in sins and God made you alive. Just remember that. You were lost and then you were found. You were a mess and he made you into a message. So no matter how old you are in the Lord, you've got a memory. That's why the Bible says, forget not. Because the devil just consumes you with now. And you don't know what tomorrow is. But you do know today. Do you want to sit down, mate? Get that man a chair, somebody, would you please? Look after him. Remember. So, I want to help you very quickly. I'm all right so far. I know it's been too long, have I? No. You need to remember his person, his power, and his presence. His person, his power, and his presence. That's easy, isn't it? His person. Malachi 3 and 6, Behold, I am the Lord, I do not change. From one generation to the next, you are God. You do not change. Contrary to what some of my other ministerial friends, friends seem to think, what God has said hasn't changed. God's attitude towards certain things hasn't changed. What God said, he is the same. From one generation to the next. I behold, I am the Lord, I do not change. That's why Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. 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 So I look back to yesterday and bring Jesus Christ from there, who was faithful, who helped me, who delivered me, who strengthened me, who healed me, who made me whole, who made a way, who provided, into the now. He is the same. He doesn't change. Praise God. 
The thing that had you rejoicing last week is the thing that can keep you rejoicing this week because it'll keep you rejoicing next week because he doesn't change. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying that? Anyway, Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 17. But you are God. Ready? If he doesn't change. Ready to pardon. Gracious, merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness, and do not forsake them. But you are God. Look, read it. That's what he was, and that's what he is to you today. And in the middle of your situation, when the devil's lying to you, but you are God. And as long, listen to me, there's two things. If you can out of them, you'll get out of the trouble. One is, but you are God. Don't worry about telling him what he is and what he's got to do. But you are God. And the old saints used to say, as long as you can get a hallelujah out. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm being crushed. Everything's going wrong. But hallelujah, I give you praise. And as long as you can remember him, and as long as you praise him, I'll tell you what, he'll bring you out. Who knows that song? Only Tony's old enough to remember if you trust and will not doubt, he will surely bring, your, bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. If you trust and will not doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. God is a good God, a loving Father. Who? Ready? I'm going to have to read you a lot of these for your time's sake. Psalm 88. 68, verse 19. Bless the Lord who? Pardon me? How often? Does that mean today? Daily loads me down with benefits. Goodies. Surely that means he's got enough to meet your situation. When Moses met him in the burning bush and he said, who shall I say sent me? God said, say I am sent you. And that literally means the all, all that you need me to be, I am. If you need a friend, I am. If you need a helper, I am. If you need a healer, I am. If you need a deliverer, I am. If you need a way maker, I am. If you need a source of joy, I am. If you need cleansing and forgiveness, I am. If you need a way, I am. I am whoever you need me to be. He didn't say I was. He didn't say I will be. He says it in the present. I am. Right now, God is all that you need. And it's funny, in the middle of a crisis, we look everywhere else. But to the one who's standing there saying, don't you worry. I am. That's his person. He's gracious, slow to anger. Listen. Oh, 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, why? Because he cannot deny himself. What is God? He is faithful. I keep seeing all these rainbow flags flying everywhere. It's great, isn't it? Because they tell me God is faithful. 
Oh, hallelujah. Show me it again. Remind me. Make me understand it. Help me to take it in. What it meant to be the Holy One to take away my sin. Yeah, you can flash that flag. And I'll say, hallelujah. God is faithful. God. Why, why the rainbow? It's a symbol of God's faithfulness. Man's rebellion. God's judgment. God's forgiveness. God's mercy. God's faithfulness. I say, whenever I say it, I just think, oh, hallelujah. God is faithful. A God who does not change and does not change his attitude and does not change his mind, but who is faithful. Take that one home, eat that over dinner. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4. You all know this one. This is an easy one. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All right. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And, and, forget not. That means remember all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns your life with loving kindness, and, and do you know what? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If you don't come out here with a shout by the time I finish, I'm going to slap you up the side of the head. Listen, he's good for us. Lamentations, you like this one. His compassions, hang on, they what? They fail not. They are, how often? Oh, I don't know if I can make it. Well, if you ain't met them scriptures, maybe you won't. But my word, there's enough for you there. If that don't bring you out with a shout, I don't know what will. He daily loads me down with benefits. His mercies are new every morning. If God be for me, who? Or what? I enjoy preaching. You might notice that. Second one is power. And now I'm going to have to kind of change gear, am I? Jeremiah 32, 27. I love it. This is God speaking to the prophet and says, listen. Ready? Behold, I am the Lord. The God, the God, I'm getting into, (laughs) the God of all flesh. Is there anything And suddenly from heaven there came the sound of a mighty rushing wind and it fills the... Anyway. Is there anything? Listen. I think we, we should just risk this because we love, love each other. Just graciously turn to the person next to you and just tell them, your situation ain't too hard for God. Yeah? Well, you can do it. Your situation ain't too hard for God. And how do I know that? And how do I know that? Because he says, is anything too hard for me? And in fact, prior to this, back, back in verse 17, it's not in my notes, so you ain't got it. It says, uh, the prophet, pondering on God, says this, 
Our Lord God, Thou hast made the heavens and the earth by Thy great power. Nothing, absolutely nothing, is too hard for you. And I've preached it before, and I'll preach it again, which says this, if God ain't got it, he can make it. Because he made the first one. So when you pray for someone who ain't got a WhatsApp, God can make a WhatsApp. Because he made the first one. Otherwise we start living, oh yes, I know, but get your butt out of the way. I, didn't say, I can say that because I'm English. Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus put it like this. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Nothing can stop. Authority is the right to exercise power, by the way. So when Jesus turned around and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me, he's saying, listen, I've got the power over whatever. I've got the right to exercise the power over whatever. And now I'll just read you three, three, three or four scriptures and then I'll get to my last point. Ready? Philippians chapter 2. I think give you the verse, did I? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Who, being in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself and made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and being found in the likeness of man, he humbled himself unto death. Yes, even death on the cross. And therefore, and therefore, because Jesus died, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above I don't care what the doctor says your condition is. There's a name that's above it. I don't care what your finance says because there is a name that's above your bank. God has highly, I like that, highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow in heaven and on the earth. Oh, in heaven and No, that one, look. Those in heaven and those on. Where do you live at the moment? What's your crisis at where at the moment? There's a name that's above it. Oh, look at this. This is good. Acts 2 and 21. Therefore, those who call upon the name of the Lord. He's got a name above every name. And those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word there literally means this, delivered. What is deliverance? Preserved through or taken out of. Those who call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus help me, shall be preserved through a crisis or taken out of a crisis. Either way, call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Someone should get excited. Proverbs 18 and 10. Listen to this. The name of the Lord is... Who used to do this foolishness? I hate their dances. The righteous run into it 
And they are? Oh, what? They're saved. Listen, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, delivered, carried out on or taken through. You can run into his name. Jesus, you are my saviour. Jesus, you are my Lord. You said I could ask anything in your name and you, I would be heard. You said those who call on your name will be saved. Just how sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. Come. Come his sorrows. No, what is it? Heals his sorrows, calms his fears and drives away his tears. So like, anyway, there's a name that's above And yet, it's funny, we call on everything else in the middle of our crisis. And then you've got Romans 8.31, you know that one. Therefore, what then shall we say to these things, brethren? If God before us, it's a rhetorical question. It's kind of like the Greek version of it is this. Get a grip. If God before us. Come on, let's have a reality check here. If God before us, who can be against us? In the middle of the crisis, what? God is for you. And the last one is this. His presence. I need to get new glasses. Does that stay? Oh, it does. I've not been that long, actually, for a change. This will be even quicker, I think. This is shouting ground now. Ready? Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. Oh, you are good. But now, thus says the Lord God who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Come on, fear not, for I am with you. You, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You, you, you are mine. Let me give you a challenge. Turn to the person next to you and just tell him you're his if you're saved. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous, my mighty, strong right hand. That's roughly what it says, isn't it? Yeah. I told you this very quick story. I was knocked over once by a woman in a mini. How can a woman in a mini miss me? Hit and miss, put me up in the air, broke the disc out of my shoulder. I am... Broke, broke. I remember the ambulance broke. I wake up, kind of. She knocked, they knocked me out as well. Oh, hit and run. Kept going. So I remember the ambulance driver. Don't worry, don't worry mate. You'll be all right. Yeah. Take me off the ambulance. And they take me in this hospital. The only Christian hospital in, that I know of in England. And down the wall, they had all the text, you know. And I'm on the, on the uh, stretcher thing, the, the gurney. And I look out. I still remember it to this day. On the wall, fear not. And I just get happy. And they didn't even give me the drugs yet. I'm happy. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. By the time I get down to the x-ray department, I am just happy in God. 
So much so that the girl who was the radiographer was backslidden. And I start testifying to her. But she got her own back, because there's all this, they put your arm in this. So she got her own back. But listen, he's with us. He's not just sitting up in heaven, floating around on a cloud, from which he will come back and suck me out of this. He's with me. He's with me. Maybe you take him to places he don't want to go, but we won't get into that. Oh, dear not for, I will uphold you. Dear not for I am with you. Dear not for I am with you. Right, two more and I'm done, I think. Ready? Hebrews 41 and 13. You got it? It's not there? Don't worry. Fear not, for the Lord your God will hold. This is the test of the day. If you fail this, you don't get a cup of coffee. Hold up your right hand. I'm looking. If you haven't got one, We'll pray for you. Right, ready? Now, 41.13 says this. Isaiah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it was written by a Hebrew. <laughs> for the Lord your God will hold your right hand, saying, Fear not, I will... Hell. So that's why now, could you stand please? Come on, finish. Ish. Oh. Hebrews 13 and 5, he himself has said, I will never leave you. You're right, you're right. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. Jesus said, Matthew 28, and uh, we've got lots more, but that's not for today. Right where you are now, could you just graciously raise your hands to heaven? And I don't know your situation, and I don't know your circumstance, but I know we're living in a world that's full of crisis. And we are at to forget the person of God. He's faithful. He cannot deny himself. So right where you are now, I believe the Spirit of God will speak to your heart and say this, that God is faithful. He's not left you. He's not abandoned you in the middle of your crisis. His power, I believe he would say to you today, I've got the means. I've got the power to sort this thing out. You just trust. You just stand and see the salvation of your God. And his presence. He is right here now. Come on, where you are, just give him a praise. Come on. It shouldn't be hard to give God a praise. Maybe the worship band wants to come back. But where you are, just give the Lord a praise. You're very quiet for people who are being delivered. You are very quiet for people who know God is for them and not against them. Hallelujah. I give you a praise. I bless you today, Lord. I thank you. Hallelujah.
Before we start again, just one thing. If you're sick in your body and you would value prayer, I think today you've heard a word that says they will lay their hands on the sick and they shall. Don't say they might, it said they shall recover. Bless God. If you are in a situation and you want someone stand to stand with you, remember we said a brother is born for adversity. So you just come and someone will stand with you. We don't need to know your juice. We just need to stand with you. Is there any other area? And you just feel, I want someone to, I feel weak. If you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is little or you are weak. If you need someone to stand with you, praise the Lord. So let's just do this, shall we? Hallelujah. Let's not play church. Let's be church. Amen. Before we close, and I, yeah, I want to go home as well, but I just stand in there, and I know there's some in the, in the room now, but when we're singing about children, and children's children, and I just felt the Lord speak a word into my spirit. Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent a word. He sent a word. So now, Father, we have been in your presence, and I believe your spirit has spoken to our hearts about who you are and what you are and what you do. And now, in the name of Jesus, we send that word. We send that word into that situation. We send that word into that condition. We send that word into that need. And in the name of Jesus, we believe that you will act, not because of us, but because you watch over your word to perform it. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand. You said two or three agree. We agree with your word. We agree with your truth. We send that word today. And now we speak in the name of Jesus. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you. Not us. The Lord rebuke you. Because he is God. He is our God. He is our children's God. He is our children's children's God. And we stand on that promise and we give thanks and we bless the Lord. If the Lord has met with you today, spoken to your hearts, put your hands together and give him a praise in the house. You are worthy of the praise. We bless your name today. We thank you today. We celebrate. We rejoice and are glad in the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. Now, you make sure you give somebody a high, a hug, a God bless you. We love you. Glad we've seen you. Have a cup of coffee, everything else. Six o'clock tonight for the parenting. Yeah. We thank you for the gift in for Uganda. And uh, God bless you.